0: I work my fingers to the bone, I never get to go home This is my ever-wanted life, manifest destiny I work my fingers to the bone, I never get to go home This is my ever-wanted life, man, if that's destiny Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed I destroyed myself, but you helped I destroyed myself
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brad Biggs. I'm here with uh, Jonathan grissom more bands media. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't have a mic for you. That's kind of an asshole thing for me to do. We just <laughs> talked about this, <laughs> so Jonathan's without a mic today. If if he's got something to say, we'll give him a mic and have him say it. Anyways, we got a uh, caught stealing back in with us today. We got a, an extra guest with us today. We got um, Pete Allen. What do you do in the band? Sorry.
2: Uh, I make noises with my mouth. Man. Okay. All that's right. A... So
1: we have a, a singer of sorts, screamer-ish, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. guy. You know, All make right.
2: noise. <laughs> it's a, that's usually how we describe it. It's a, both guitar and sounds with my mouth. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Dustin, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's been about a year, man. Yeah. Uh, how Happy you Happy to be
2: back. I've been good, yeah. yeah. Fantastic.
1: Hell yeah. I found out, I, I thought it was funny that... Uh, are you still doing the marijuana, the the financing of that type of stuff? No.
3: Actually, uh, I ended up moving from that uh, just a couple of months after the last time I was here. Oh, so yeah. I That's was in school changed, for yep. computer science back then. And then Pete over here, he does uh, automation
1: and controls for HVAC stuff. That's what I used to do. And he brought me in. Yeah, right. so. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i worked over at the power plant at ou there was a guy whose last name was testerman ironically son of a Um, bitch (laughs) (laughs) shout out to jim testerman he's a a good dude Uh, but yeah he he got me in on the hvac stuff those big commercial chillers and shit like that oh that's pretty cool stuff and uh now i don't have anything to do with that at all so it's weird how things work out
3: (laughs) yeah it's definitely uh it's a weird world to be in for sure i most of the time i'm Feel like I'm way too stupid to be there. I'm it's just, changing. just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm happy to
1: be here, guys. It's just changing so fast. And like everything, that's one thing I was kind of curious with you guys. Last time you were here, it was like, uh, I think shows were happening ish. Kind of starting to starting come, to come back. back. COVID was on kind of the downside, but now it's, you know, it's basically a free for all, like what's going on now. So, what have you guys seen over the last year as far as being a band and what's out there?
2: Good spiff. Pretty much, I just described it. Yeah. It's lots of shows. and Pretty much a show every night of the week, and sometimes five on a Friday, which is a beautiful thing, really. I mean, it's nice having acts come back through.
1: Yeah. That was one thing. The first, uh, quote-unquote, bigger band that came through that we got to see after COVID was um, the guys from Shinedown. They did an acoustic thing. Oh, cool. And they came through, and I'm like, uh, that was like the, the... the, the levy breaking, because after right. they came through, all these other places started popping up. So yeah, like, oh, it, sweet, it
3: sweet. doesn't feel as crazy as it was before COVID, because before COVID, it seemed like you could pick, like, man, do I want to see blues tonight? Do I want to go to a punk rock show? Do I want to see a jazz thing and be quiet? But it's getting to where there's something going on every night, and sometimes you have to pick and choose what yeah, you go to. That's
1: one thing me and me and him are running into is is holy shit, Like, right? we can only be one place at a time. And at this point, we've actually been kind of just wore out from seeing so much. We've had to kind of just take a break, and it's like, I know there's still so much happening, Sure, but man, if you don't, there's an ebb and flow to all this shit. Oh, absolutely. You
3: know? I mean, if, and I definitely feel it, too, being a drummer in two bands. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what this is like, where they're like, <laughs> hey, do you want to play next weekend? I'm like, dude, I already have a show. Or do you want to play the night after you're playing a show with a different band? And even tonight, we're playing at Blue Note. One of the bands canceled, and we're getting texted, hey, does your other band want to play tonight? I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I'm up for that yet. I don't know (laughs) if I can do the doubleheader. But luckily, one of our guys couldn't do it. Uh, But yeah, I'm starting to feel that kind of stress again To where we're just booking up nonstop.
1: That's one thing that's been... I mean, we've been kind of following it, but uh, it's... I don't know, it's been just kind of interesting to watch is the, the venue ownerships have kind of changed, but not really. Sure. And, like, the Blue Note's been updated. I got to got a chance to go in there and, and see a show, and I'm kind of curious, you know, where it kind of goes from here as far as that because... Um,
3: and it's cool. They've done a great job so look, far. Yeah, yeah. It's the guy that owns uh, High Low. He, you know, bought it in a partnership with a musician named Jerry... And it looks great on the inside, and they're doing more every time I show up. They've added more to it. They've added a green room, uh, which is weird for us because we're we're <laughs> <You> a play in the floor <laughs> kind of band. Like we would rather play house shows and basements, and you put us on a stage, and that's when we get weird. Uh, but it's so it's it's cool. It's guys that we already know and that we've played for or played with, and like Jerry's uh, kind of position, we've played with him for years and different shows and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's really cool they have a new guy booking and then some of the older people are helping out with booking too so it's it's so far been pretty cool this is the first time caught
1: stealing will play there though since they reopened oh okay yeah i got to see uh elizabeth turner and lunar division oh cool yeah i don't i haven't heard lunar division but a lot of my homies like them pretty cool pretty cool everybody put on a really good show that night so um and the blue note like uh no i don't know with the deep the deep uh, booth style chairs has kind sure. of got a. That old school. Kind of a vintage kind of vibe. It's yeah. pretty cool.
3: It's but, kind of bringing it back to what it used to be, but also not casting a shadow on what it has been. Yeah. It's because at first, when they were changing over, a lot of folks that were involved with it were like, I don't know. Like, Caught Stealing will probably play there, but I don't know about your like punk rock band. They they may not fit with what they're doing, and then as it got closer, they're like, "Oh, Keeling, oh yeah. Keelings will be here. Totally. We're not going to change our <laughs> tone that much. You'll, you guys will be fine." So it's interesting to see how things are kind of changing it's, with the high low gone now too.
1: It, it, things are changed, but uh, when you go back like the Blue Note, it's 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 still a rock club. Like it's still right. it's, sure, it's still the Blue Note. Absolutely, it's got some nicer seats, but it's still the Blue Note. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> but it'll be cool to see how it works and. With the high-low
3: closing, too, it, they absorbed a lot of the high-low crowd, especially being the same ownership. Uh, a, a good chunk of them has kind of drifted over towards the Blue Note. So it's maintaining a lot of that, what we loved about the Blue Note to begin with. And then also just trying to see, you know, what it's going to be. Because it's definitely going to be its own thing, but it'll
1: still be kind of what we're used to as well. So, what are some things that have happened with the band? Um, you know, since we've been on, and and have there been any changes? You guys got any uh, things in the works, or you just kind of been playing gigs, trying to figure this thing out since uh, since
2: COVID? We did. Uh, we recorded what eight songs, I think. We carried yeah, it down to like, like seven that. or something like that, and hoping to release that probably within probably within the month. Honestly, it's in some mastering phases or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we're about to add on permanently a new guitar player which is kind of awesome we've been we had a lead guitar player brad he had a child and kind of you know life took him away from us if you will still Uh, love you brad yeah no that happens we'll always love you fucking brads i'll tell you (laughs) uh, (laughs) you can't (laughs) trust (laughs) them guitar players man (laughs) getting getting somebody to do the woodley Woo's, you know actually at a legit guitar player i'm not very much of a guitar player myself like i can hold basic chords you know uh, I'm not going to do any of the fancy shit. It's kind of <laughs> nice to have somebody who can. It's, so we've added that on. Looking forward to like doing some shows and things with him.
1: Well, one thing I kind of like to do is is just sort of pick pick the brain of like the creative process. So, um, did you guys record any material through COVID, like during like the the shit of it?
2: I mean, kind of. I guess we That's, did some. I don't, I don't even remember. what Pete did a lot about. of writing,
1: like, and we yeah. did
3: some uh, composition stuff, but we didn't do actually recording. As far as I know, maybe towards the later stages of COVID.
2: Yeah, I guess it would have been at the end of it, really. Because we
3: first started this right before COVID. Mm-hmm. We had kind of put a down payment on the recording, and we had started to cut rough tracks and stuff like that, and some of the scratch tracks. And then COVID happened, and it all disappeared oh, for yeah. a couple of years.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it, I'm curious, because I, I hear a different thing from each person I talk to, is is how it affected like the creative process from top to bottom um, songwriting um, the ability to get in the room with someone else and exchange ideas um, and I'm just kind of curious like w- w- um, when you guys got together to like put a song together how's it different you know a couple years ago during the shit of that versus now it's a little more open you can you can just let stuff go and 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 put it down
2: I mean on my end they've I would say, not being able to get with people, I would have more of a finished idea of what I wanted of something before I got to them. Because typically, the way we write songs, like I'll start humming something, kind of dick around on the guitar for a little bit. Like a melody. And, you know, sing okay. it to myself, get enough words that I can at least, you know, get through a verse or something. And then I'll come to the boys and we'll all kind of flesh it out together. Whereas in COVID, when you can't see anybody, hell, I have the whole damn song done and come in and be like, okay, I kind of want it this way. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't usually do that because, I mean, I don't, I don't play drums. You know? I mean, I don't play bass anymore, so I'm not trying to dictate to them, like, I, I need it to sound like this, you know, but... But if you've had like a month to sit with a song and you've got it going in your head, it's like, ah, no, actually, like right here, if you want to just do the the snare for a minute, you know? And Dustin's looking at me like, son of a bitch, don't you tell me how to ride a bike, you know? Tell me how to live my life, Pete. (laughs) this isn't
1: songwriting. This is you telling me a song that you wrote.
2: Uh, Show up in my little black suit. Everybody, put your hands up for me. Well, and and it works out well, too. So, three of us,
3: we've known each other for, I've known Pete since high school. I met Simp right after high school, and even though I didn't play music with Simp, our bands played together a lot, and so we've all known each other, and we don't mind stepping on each other's peckers from time to time, like, hey, I really, really need you to be quiet during this part, or hey, I need you to really fuck people up during this part, like, do what you do, and we're all pretty good, no serious arguments, we don't have any of those Fleetwood Mac moments to where (laughs) we're talking shit, you know, we might get a little irritated, take a little break, but... Even then, it's a we're talking a five ten minute break, not weeks or anything like that. So we're all we all work really well together.
1: That's one thing. I'm a guitar player, and it's it's it took me forever to get to a place where I could tell someone like, if it's working, tell me to keep playing it. If it's not, just tell me to move on. I got a fucking thousand riffs and oh, sure. shit that comes out, so it doesn't hurt my feelings one way or the other. If you don't like it, I'll use it for something else. But a lot of people, I you know, and when you're in that environment, it's it's someone's creativity and trying to sure. find where that boundary is. There's a lot of people that come off extremely abrasive and some people come off so soft. You just never, like, never know oh. what they're thinking. Uh, yeah. no, no, I need you to do this. Okay. I'll do that. No, but I need you to do that. Like you just, you gotta be better at this. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm really lucky to play with these
3: guys too. Cause no one's afraid to say what's on their mind, but we're also respectful. Like, Sure, no one's sure, going to be like, sure. you're a piece of shit. That sucks. What have you been doing? <laughs> We're all very respectful folks. And then it'll be interesting to see with the new guitar player coming in because we've known him a long time, too. And because when we brought Bradley along, Pete and I decided we needed like a real musician that understands music and know can play real lead. And we brought him in. And like he said, life kind of happened and he couldn't play with us anymore. And so the guy that's going to play with us now, he's done like serious session work for big names And that's what he did for a long time for a living with was like remote session work for natural projects and things like that. And when we heard our recordings, it was like, wow, like (laughs) we might be a real band soon. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, this is really good.
1: Holy shit. And he's
3: a nice dude, too. And he's also the type that he's not scared to say what he's thinking. He'll tell you, but he's not abrasive about it. I mean, he can come across that way sometimes, but he means it with all the love and he means it just to make it better, not to make himself look, look better. It's all about making the song better and serving the song, serve, which is always
1: important to us. Serve the song.
2: Well, that's, don't that's, let your ego get in the way. Yeah. That's, luckily, yeah. I think all of us, our egos are pretty, pretty far in the back seat. So I mean,
1: well, yeah. and if you want that song, right? There's there's egocentric songs that let all the guitar players jack off on it and all the singers hit the. Oh, high sure. There's those songs exist. Absolutely, you, know, you can do that. But yeah, especially when you're talking uh, songs that really, you know, might you know, those epics that you know. Change tempos and double time and all this stuff throughout it. And it's like that's, that kind of takes you on a ride, you know. So it's it's best to just like you said, serve the song. Well, and I was nervous about
3: bringing a guitar player in in the first place or a lead guitar player anyway because Simp was the first. Like we need to bring in a killer musician that can play play. And we brought Simp in, and he played a lot of bass solos. It was while we we're playing, he would take the lead or wouldn't solos, but he would take the lead as right. a bass player because he's just killer like that. And I was nervous about bringing in a lead guitar player because I was afraid they were going to butt heads and he would feel offended if we wanted guitar licks in there instead of a lead bass. And he just mashed with anyone, you know, that wanted to play with us. He worked perfectly. And so I I think it's going to work out great, especially, you know, bringing in a new guy.
1: Is this uh when you guys gonna are you working with him now and just haven't debuted yet or is can we even He's been through the recording process.
3: Okay. He's also the one that's like kinda engineering producing a record. Okay. And he's just kinda squeezed in a lot of pedal steel and and uh lead guitar parts in there that just sound like I said, it was literally first time I heard it, I brought a tear to my eye. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> I can't I can't believe we're on a project that sounds like this. It just sounds so good.
2: After nice. hearing it, we basically told him we can't play live anymore without him there because it just wouldn't be fair (laughs) like we can't release that record and the people come and we're like what the fuck is this like where where's that solo from the middle of that song yeah you all cheated didn't you like maybe a little bit i guess that's that's never gonna happen for me so i mean that's That's a a good
1: feeling when you can look at someone and say no seriously this is as best as it gets right (laughs) it made me fucking feel good um well uh, you got a couple songs up here on on deck um if you don't mind, we'll we'll run through them and maybe maybe talk about how they came together. Um, the first one I got here is I had a friend. Oh, um, is that an older tune? Like oh. uh, where are we going back on this?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to an, tell you, Pete. I sent old- him
3: a couple of our uh, newer recordings too. Yeah. I sent a Bandcamp link and then some of our new recordings. Was that cool? Can we play it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, these guess. aren't the new ones, yeah. The ones we're working on now, but yeah, these that's, are that's, that was the look you decided. Like, you know you
2: can't release that too, yeah, but yeah, yeah,
3: these were right before we gathered our new bass player. So I mean not, several years ago. Yeah, I'm not
2: trying to Off to, the to, Rhyme to, yeah.
3: And <laughs> our first fight.
1: Clearing the tables. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to start what anything here. Fucking no, I, just, I I wanted to make sure you guys had some options. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's play it and then we'll 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 go through it and talk about it. Sure. I
0: had a friend Can't say his name here
3: added it back to our set cuz we literally forgot how to play it. Ro ro. <laughs> that was one of those we were like, why did we take this out of the set? And I was like, I'm pretty sure we just forgot how to play it. <laughs> and we just kind of forgot about
1: the song, but it was one of our favorite ones for a long time. Is it from like way early on or like when when uh, did that one come to be?
3: Mid-range. It's, yeah, mid-range few years back. Okay. Yeah. And then we added simp who completely took over the bass parts. Yeah. And made it his own, and I wish we had a recording of that because when he plays that live, I literally just shake my head while he's playing. I'm like, "Holy shit, dude!" I mean, <laughs> Those you. Sides of the neck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. He gets all showy with it. I mean, he kills it. Nice. Does a fantastic job. But yeah, it's just weird to hear that one again. It's been a long time.
1: What kind of stuff do you use to uh, just bang on a guitar? I mean, do you have any specific amps or any kind of gear you prefer, or are you just go punk rock and crank that shit up?
2: That's typically, yeah, the cheaper <laughs> the better. It's, uh, I do have an Asheville Tele, and I love that guitar. It was a present from my family. So, I mean, that that guitar is kind of my ideal. Like, I put it on a pedestal, so I do like people to touch it. But, <laughs> but like, amps, so, I mean, right now I play, like, a Line 6 Spider. Oh, yeah. it was 100 bucks. And, yeah. You know. Actually got it from the bass player. It's, <laughs> and it does everything it needs to. I mean, it's got a little tuner built in. It gets loud enough. I yeah. you know we can play shows and stuff with it, that's, and it
3: sounds great. Pete's not a high overdrive kind of guy. Mm. It's he keeps you know that's,
1: that song sounded kind of clean with yeah, a little yeah.
3: overdrive, just a little bit, kind of like his voice, yeah.
2: Light clean and pretty, you know. but a little bit of edge on it. It's, everybody hmm. tells me get tube amp one of these days probably will if I ever get any money. But oh,
1: yeah. man, that's the thing. That shit. I mean, I'm I love tube amps, and but. That's one of the debates that we have on the show a lot is is the digital versus analog. And mm. I don't know. This last couple of years, the the digital, like, fuck it. Why spend that kind of money? If, I mean, this it, it, it sounds really, really good.
4: Yeah. I mean, well, their mo- the modeling
1: is getting, spot, getting spot on. So I mean, they really close. are.
2: Well, it's, it's more durable. I'm I'm notorious for breaking shit. Like we we had a string for like three years there, where time we play a show, I broke it at least four strings. I mean, it just <laughs> never fails. Like right. I fell off his porch with an amp. Like I mean, it. Oh. You know Yeah. I've done. I've done. If you ever come to my things. house, don't trust the handrail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a day. Yeah, that was that I was just drunk enough. It didn't hurt for like two days, so it's fine. Yeah, and, but, but kind of survived. You know? I'm pretty
3: sure that's all he said too. He fell backwards in like a rock garden, and all he said was, "That's gonna hurt tomorrow." And I was like, "Yes, it will."
2: Ooh,
1: and yeah, I'm sure it did do. Yeah, God.
2: but
3: you definitely get the two kind of types of folks though, because like last week we had a show, or a couple weeks ago, last week I don't remember. Saw John there at uh Lost Highway
1: Bar. Yeah. Oh yeah, he those were the videos posted right.
3: I think so
4: yeah yeah
3: yeah yeah yeah. and the band we're playing with they were uh, their amp broke in the middle of a tour and he was like hey can I use y'all's amp and I'm like sure man yeah it's just it's a combo or whatever I didn't think to tell him it was a digital amp and he gets there and he sees it and he was like I bet you I can get mine working. And, and Pete's like, I don't think he liked my Whoa, hand. man. He was nice about it, but he definitely
2: is like, uh, can we look at a couple things on this? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll show it to you. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go back out to the van real quick. All right, it's cool. There's Sorry, man. Already. Well,
1: going to take offense to that, I guess. I'll tell you what, I was in a band earlier this year with uh, Hollis, and I played with uh, Chad Carr. He's the other guitar player. He's supposed to be in later this month, too. Shout out to him. Uh, and I picked up that thing, the 6505. Love it. But I'd be lugging this thing in, setting up, you know, you know, hauling the shit around. He'd come in with a backpack and a little speaker. It's about the size of a suitcase. And he'd set up, like, he did his strings. He's like, yep, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm like, Thank you. I think I'm losing this debate with the digital analog shit. I really do. Yeah. Well,
3: even if you can get a good combo, even tube amp, if it's got a line out or you can stick a good microphone yeah. on it. Yeah. I mean, if you're not playing, you know, canes or diamond or something like that, those smaller amps are just they can project. especially for touring or even playing regional shows, packing your shit into the back of a van is so easy when everyone's if the drum set's the biggest part, yeah. I mean, you're doing great. I yeah. mean it's there's nothing worse than the drum set being the smaller item in the van. And you're like, holy shit, guys, I don't think we need this for touche on the south side. You know what I mean? Like
1: the walls of amps and trusses. And oh, shit. sure. And I mean, if it's going
3: to line out, it's, it's great. Even Simp, our bass player, he used to carry a half stack like that. And one day he was like, fuck this. And he got a small combo, and you can't tell the difference. Yeah. I mean, it's light, it, you know, and it sounds great. And it's got to line out on it. So you know it works the other band I play in both guitar players are you know they're kind of gear nerds, and they have
1: kind of moved to smaller combos too, and it's just so much easier, yeah, it gets some in ears and and um yeah it's it's pretty wild a lot of especially when you go to like the bigger shows, you'll notice it's it's even louder in the front floor seat section than it is on the stage. Oh, itself. sure. It's yeah. pretty crazy. And it helps too. Cause oh, if sure. you can hear your yeah. monitors better than you can hear yourself, you're, that's, I mean, what you're killing. It. Yeah, yeah. that's the goal, but <laughs> uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's cool. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I keep arguing for my tube amps, so though. I, I don't know if I'm going to let <laughs> you, it go. You really can't, can't replace it. that warmth. You <laughs> can feel a tube, <laughs> yeah. but no, you can't feel a digital
3: amp. That's true. You you no, can feel no. the tubes, though. And even as a drummer, I can tell.
1: You just feel that warmth. And yeah. it sounds more full. And it does. It feels great. It makes the air like around you shake, especially when you're in front of it at a show. Someone's oh, really absolutely. Got a oh, it's unlike anything else, but again... They're finicky as fuck. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. You got to carry some extra <laughs> tubes with you for sure. Well, um, let's do this other song, um, Pussy. Are we going to get All Me right, Too Pete for
4: calls that? it, a song gotta, called Pussy. you got to say, yeah. Oh. how he says it on stage. Oh. Just like,
2: this is a song called Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> let's do it.
0: I'm from border. And in the can of the end, yeah, I know I've never been a prince, but I've been trapped Yeah, I've been trapped That's why I say that you have to leave There's no you and me, I've been anything And you got plans, yeah, you got plans Yes, that's my love CMO is all in, i I'm gone look back I never look back. why i never look back Oh, I never look back that's why, back. Ooh, back, and that's why. cigarette uh, to the bone.
1: He had a a very serious home studio. Oh. Yeah, we just yeah. did that
2: one live. We just set up the whole band and just fucking played it. I was mm-hmm. like, we were
1: talking during Erna. That's a that's a good Telecaster sound right there. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. A lot of the like the Mike Ness is another one. It's like people are blown away by how simple his his setup is. But it's I don't it does know. It. It's, Identify it's instantly recognized, it ain't broke, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I add
2: things, that's always been my thought. Like, people are like, You want to get some pedals or something? I'm like, What the fuck would I get yeah. pedals? Like, look man, straight like, in, just shit to confuse me later. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm really, good. That's, that's five more things you yeah. need to trip over. Like, shit, man, have you seen us play? Like, uh, damn, we man. like
1: to drink, you know. Yeah. We don't need <laughs> You're lucky. added complications here.
2: <laughs> you look if I remember the words, let alone what my fucking feet are doing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like,
1: Wait, you guys look down during shows? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, no.
3: just plug really, it in, turn it on, and it should work. We don't need any other Problems. Yeah, if you're
2: real lucky, we'll tune maybe halfway through. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it depends. But you know. Depends on what people paid to get in. Yeah. If they yeah, paid two good. bucks
3: again, we ain't tuning. We ain't tuning. We ain't get the fuck out of here.
2: I'll, I'll sing in the same key. It'll be fine.
3: We actually used to take donations if, like, our buddy Matt would yell at us to tune. He's like, you need a tune, Pete. And it'd be like, you got 10 bucks? If you got 10 bucks, we'll stop and tune. But otherwise, shut the fuck up.
0: God.
1: Well, um, so where do we go from here, guys? Uh what's what's lined up for the rest of the summer leading into fall?
3: That we're gonna release this record. Uh we're talking to Misty about doing a record release show at Lost Highway Bar. Uh we'll probably put everything we're talking about putting everything we've recorded. We basically will have three EPs at this point. Okay. Uh the first one that's on our band camp that was recorded uh with Dreamweaver Dreamweaver Studios. Oh, yeah. And he literally just came to my house in a practice room, recorded us over a matter of a few hours. And that's actually our favorite recording that's released anyway. Um, what do we call that? The Clint Williams EP? Yeah.
2: Uh, that's Clint Williams' demo. The Clint Williams' demo. Right. Okay. The Ryan Mills EP. The Ryan
3: Mills EP is what we just heard. That's two of those songs. And we'll release that uh, with Clint Williams' EP and this newer one, which... What, is, what are we going to yeah, call this newer one? The Sam Perrin Special. The Sam parent Special. <laughs> so all of our EPs are basically
1: named after the bass player that recorded with us. Yeah. Nice. Well, um... As far as um, shows and stuff, like, um, one thing I've noticed a lot of bands have done is, is, I don't know if it's because of COVID or just because of the nature of the way things just happen, but um, as far as putting yourself out there and marketing yourself, do you guys, is the EP route kind of the thing, or are you guys looking at maybe singles, depending on how everything drops?
3: We don't really know. We're not really a marketing kind of a band. We kind of look at our band as like an old guy looks at his train set, (laughs) <laughs> we love playing. Uh, we love playing music. We don't ask to play shows most of the time. It's friends of ours or a venue will think will be great, you know, to open up for an act or something. Uh, like I said, we prefer house shows, basements, and things like that. So we really only played three venues anytime they'd ask us. And that was Hilo, Blue Note, Lost Highway Bar. Mm. The Hilo Gone, we're kind of down to two venues that we just love to play. And none of us really use Facebook. I think Simp does.
2: He might. I've been on there in a while. Right. Yeah. To... Me and
3: Pete. We don't know what's going on on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I might get on there and post a flyer, but I don't read the comments. Well, I'm or glad respond. you responded
1: to me, man. Holy
3: shit. <laughs> oh no. Messenger is another story. If you need to get a hold of me, I do have a Facebook, and and you can get a hold of me. But uh, we just don't market. We don't. We're not the type of band that's going to go around and pass out flyers. And we've had to explain that to venues before, when they're like, "Are you guys going to put these flyers out?" And I'm like, "If you need one of those bands, we're not it. Oh, and, okay. You know, we'll yep. come and we'll play." But we're not gonna pre-sell tickets. We're not. We don't do any of that shit. Like no, just if we're,
2: if we're gonna go see somebody out of town, you know what I mean? Like if we're gonna set up a regional and see bands we played with. Probably do a little bit more. But like ar- around Oklahoma City, like everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. I mean that's a and anymore. I mean flyers. I miss the days of flyers because they they used to be a wonderful thing. But anymore, I mean. They really don't do anything. I hate to be that way. I like the artwork. I have I have a whole box full of flyers that I've saved because they're a beautiful thing. But well, you
1: know, it's just I think the amount that goes to waste versus the ones that actually get you in know, hands. You
2: is, stick them on everybody's uh, windshield wipers yeah. and I'm just throwing them away. I mean that's and then I feel bad because I've cut down fourteen trees. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, in the first couple of
3: years, we experimented and we would go crazy with flyers and. And, you know, put them up at Guitar Center and Hilo and all these different, you know, bars and places, record stores. And we, I didn't notice one single difference, whether we yeah. passed out a stack of flyers or we didn't. So we were just like, you know, if people know what's going on, they'll show
1: up or they won't. Well, and like the, the, uh, the social media route is such a minefield. It's like it's, you got to engage there to right. some point, but... Uh you know yeah Ugh. well and if you try to do it through a band page they treat you like a business and want you to pay to promote it right right and some of the shit we ran into with with ours too is they they look at it as uh spamming sure and it's it's like no we're just trying to put our fucking thing and out
3: it there. does feel like when you get an invite for a show you like you're being spammed and yeah, i yeah. feel that way and i'm in a couple of bands and <laughs> i found out just texting my homies or when i see them at the bar like hey when's your band playing oh this saturday cool we get as many people as, you know, as we would have if we spent 20 hours flyering and social media and neither one of us really mess with social media much anyway. You know, I might browse it maybe once every few months and wish I didn't most of the time. So it's just one of those things where we just don't mess with it a whole lot.
2: I like the word of mouth, too. I mean, hell, right. that, that one that we kind of got co-opted into over 89, like some of the people out there just kind of bumped into our stuff and showed up, which is awesome. Like, I like... I like that kind of thing because I feel like they enjoy us more when they do come out. That's,
1: That's kind of the more like the the, the punk rock ethos, sure. anyways.
2: Really is just the word of mouth,
1: and, that and then I thing. felt
3: bad at that show too because we, uh, yeah, we wasn't felt our best so set. Pete <laughs> broke a string during the first song, and then the gentleman that let us borrow his guitar plays in drop D. Oh yeah, Uh-oh.
1: and the guitar
3: would not stay in tune, not for like more than sixteen bars. <laughs> and we just played four songs, got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And as I'm standing in the drink line, some kid was like, "Hey." I'm from somewhere out of town yeah, like, and he yeah, like I found you guys on Bandcamp. We made my wife came here to see you and I'm like dude I'm fucking oh, sorry. Oh. I almost wanted to give him all the money in my wallet. <laughs> yeah, like I'm right? so sorry. It's like you,
2: what would you pay to get in cuz we'll give it back
1: to you I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the festival thing? I know that's that's just a hot that's a hot ticket thing right now. Every fucking thing's a festival. There's festivals everywhere. Four twenty festivals, right. metal festivals, punk rock festivals. Just, it seems like kind of a cash grab at this point. It's just a a bunch yeah. of local promoters or even you know national or whatever just trying to cram as many oh, sure. bands on a There's single such day. A mess. It's, it's we, we don't do them. Insane. I mean, we will. Three band rule. It's Certain
3: a... circumstances we might do them if it's like a real close friend of ours. Or a cool event that we're really, you know, something we would really stand behind. But there's such a hassle. Uh, My other band plays Norm Music Fest, and the band I used to be in, the Easy Lovers, we did it every year. Sometimes we played twice a year. The Killings did. Yeah. We played Red Brick Bar, and that was their first shot at Norm Music Fest. But even then, when they were like, hey, we got accepted to NMF, I'm like, really like we're gonna do this like you guys really want to carry your shit for blocks in the heat and but it was fun it always is every time i actually get out there and do it i'm like all right
1: this is cool i thought they did a good job this year um i was pleasantly surprised with the logistics of it once i kind of heard some of like how it was actually sure. ran it kind of i had kind of a different well i'm playing taste. red
3: brick too i love those guys uh that that man and his wife are absolute sweethearts and my band, The Easy Lovers, we recorded a music video there, so we got pretty up close and personal with them then. And, I mean, just lots of fun. And the people are just so sweet. And so it's always a pleasure to play there, whether it's Norm Music Fest or just some random Wednesday night. Uh, I always enjoy playing there. But if we hadn't have been there, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much. Yeah. But it's cool. A lot of friends out
1: there, well, and it's, it's good cool to, get, to see everyone. It's
2: good to get in front of as many people as you can, you know, expand your audience sure. or whatever. But
1: oh, that, well, Norm Music Fest, too, was just chaos squared man i mean but it was it was cool because you could walk directly from one stage and catch another band starting up the way that they all worked i like that it was managed
3: well but it was almost deceptive too because when we hit our first note there was three people standing in front of us, One, two of them being my sister and her boyfriend. And by the time we finished our first song, I mean, there was 40, 50 people standing in front nice. of us. And I'm like, holy shit. I mean, nice. this, they really stacked in. So it's cool. I always hate the idea of it until I get there and I'm doing it. I'm like, all right, this isn't so bad. I got to stop being such a bitch about this
1: stuff. <laughs> That's how I am when I'm on playing guitar for anybody. I'm just like... Oh.
3: But, but for the then, most part, we only like playing two-band or maybe three-band bills. Three-band max. That's if it. if you book us for something four bands, we're not... It's too many. We like to play first anyway. I mean, we like our whiskey. And the <laughs> earlier we play, the better we're going to sound. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, it's the opposite because the later we play, the better everyone else likes us. Right. But we like to play when we're at our best for <laughs> sure. Uh,
2: but you stick we could just get them drunk before we got there, I mean, right. and before we got a chance to get drunk, it would be perfect. Everyone would be on the same wavelength. They'd be drunk enough to enjoy us. We'd be sober enough to do a good job. Right. And a-
3: uh, the latest, you know. But, yeah, we don't, we don't like to play bigger than two-band bills. It's the way the shows we want to go to and watch as spectators. Two bands, if they're a local band with not many covers, play 20 minutes. What's the old Ramones motto, like 18 minutes or less. Yeah. If no yeah. one knows the words to your songs... 18 minutes, 20 minutes, and get the hell out of there and let the band that everyone came there to see play. Uh, it's just we try to keep it the way we want to see. Even my favorite local bands, they strike too many notes after 20 minutes, and I'm not interested anymore, <laughs> no matter how much I love them. And so we try to keep it that way as well. It's the yeah.
2: game of the game, yeah. Finish well, before they hate you.
1: And that's uh, that's kind of the way it is with songs in general. There's just some that... I don't know if it's in the beats or if it's in the melody, but something just hits crowds and it's like you can listen to the lyrical content. Like, this is the stupidest fucking song I've ever heard in my life. But for some reason, it gets asses moving. Right. And that's all it takes. You know, we just try not to overstay our welcome
3: for any more sure. than we need to. I figure if they still want more, maybe they'll come to the next show. And we're getting better about mixing up our set more. We did kind of keep the same set for years where COVID happened. So we didn't play
2: enough shows that it's like, eh, nobody fucking We'll play the same (laughs) nine
3: (laughs) songs every time we play. And now we're starting to mix it up, reach back for older material and write new material. And so we're mixing it up a little bit better. Very cool. But we still keep it short and sweet just because we have 15 songs we can play. Doesn't mean we're going to, you know, we're going to play eight songs no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) We'll play eight songs no matter what, and then get out of there. Sometimes we forget (sighs) because we don't
1: even write a set list half the time. Yeah.
2: We'll
1: play the new one tonight. Yeah. Uh, Maybe.
2: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what time we start. Yeah.
1: So you're at the Blue Note tonight. I mean, this won't be out. Sure. Sure. Yeah, Blue Note tonight. Uh, And I don't think we
3: have anything booked. I actually don't think the Killings even have anything booked to talk about. I think our next
2: thing is going to be that release show, really. Yeah.
3: Whenever we do a record release, it'll probably be our next thing. And we'll try to work up a
1: better set. If uh, someone were to want to reach out, is there a way they could reach out to you all for booking? Hmm.
2: Probably on yeah. the
1: on the socials.
2: Yeah, probably just like look us up on like Instagram. Yeah, and something. we do have
3: a band page on. Uh, we have oh, a yeah. band page yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. but we only have it there for communication purposes. If someone wants to reach out, it'll hit us there or either one of us individually. We both have Facebook pages, and we'll get messages. But if you post on our wall, I won't see it for months. Yeah. <laughs> and, it will never happen. Yeah. It's so direct messaging the is good. the best way.
1: Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, um, Dustin Testerman. Pete Allen, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you you for having us. We appreciate it. and um, I'm sorry it was short notice, um, but this has been a weird week. Has it not? It's been a weird week. Every week's week. Per usual, we're just happy to be here. So thank you very much for thinking of us. (laughs) Hey, thanks for having us. Uh, Jonathan, I'll give you my mic here so you can uh, tell the people how to help us out
4: here if they feel so inclined. The uh, Local Earshot Podcast, we run on the value for value system. Uh, that, what that means is that you take what you think that you got out of the show and you put that inside a number and that is considered your value for our value of what you got. So uh, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to the slash donate. Uh, and we take crypto, we take Cash App, we take Vitmo, we take all forms pretty much of, of uh, money. And donations. Uh, if you want to donate us, just by or donate to us by just listening to the show, then use the Fountain FM app. That app has the ability to actually give you little bits of Bitcoin, and then you can actually give it back to podcast um, that you listen to. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, that's all part of our talent. Uh, then you can hit me up at John at the local com, or you can hit up Brad on our Instagram page. That is the local earshot, uh, and then. Um, Thank you for listening to the show. You know, I mean, there's like over 4 million podcasts out there. So we greatly appreciate it whenever everybody listens to our show.
1: Listen on the Fountain app. Fountain The Fountain app. (laughs)
4: Fountain.fm. Available on all uh, stores. I was like, uh, what, Apple and fucking Android? Yeah. It's on all of them. (laughs) It's on all of them. It's, It's, you know, it's there. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Damn!